0: Our scripture passage today is from the gospel according to Matthew. This is chapter 7 verses 24 to 27 and this passage comes at the end of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. This is when Jesus had gathered with his disciples and he had started to preach and given them what I guess we call the rules for the greater righteousness of life. And uh, what he says here comes at the end of that passage. Uh, Before we read this though let's pause for a moment in prayer. Good and gracious Father, Lord, you have given us your divine word to guide us, direct us, Lord, to be the rule for our life. But Father, as your Holy Spirit inspired this writing, we pray that you would inspire us again. We pray, Lord, that you would breathe your Holy Spirit upon our hearts and upon our minds, that we can hear, that we can read, and we can understand your good and perfect will for our life. Father, bless this holy reading of your holy word. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Listen now to the word of the Lord. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you go to the campus of Ohio State University, you'll find one of their great functional buildings they use for, uh, for like meetings and for theater and performances is this uh, place called the Wexman Building. Now, the Wexman Building had got its uh, notoriety to be and being the first postmodern building ever made. It was the post bills built on postmodern philosophy and rules. Now, if you want to know what postmodernism is, it would take a long, long time for me to explain it, and we probably neither one of us would still understand at the end of it because postmodernism itself is very confusing, but to give you kind of an idea, just a, a little little shakedown of postmodernism it's you don't follow rules. you make your own rules. life is relative, everything is relative. you get to make your own rules so when they built this building the Wexman building it was built on postmodern rules which are there are no rules and they made it that way on purpose they said they defied every rule of architecture all of them all of them you got stairs that go nowhere you got pillars that hold up nothing at all you got strange designs to the windows and and outside in the portico there's like this weird like cross-section of bars and stuff they say they wanted to look like scaffolding to give the the building an unfinished look it's perpetually in process according to the architect is that he wanted the building to represent what he called intersectionality now i don't know what that is and google or or or, spell check didn't recognize it either so i don't know what intersectionality is but the point is they broke all the rules and that's what postmodernism does Breaks all the rules Now there is a, uh, a Christian thinker by the name of Ravi Zacharias and he was known he's known for getting in fights with postmodernists and he goes to universities and he goes in these big arguments and debates with postmodernists and he went to Ohio State once and his hosts were driving him around and they were showing off all the postmodern stuff and they took him to the Wexman building and he said, see here, Ravi, see what we can do with postmodernism. It breaks all the rules of architecture, all of them. Ravi thought for a minute, and he said, what about the foundation? Did you break the rules for the foundation? And there was quiet in the car. Because the answer was, of course, no. You don't break the rules with foundations. That's the one place that you can't break the rules when you're building the foundation you got to follow all the rules you can't get pretty you can't get cute with the foundation i mean maybe you can put this nice little cornerstone with a decoration on it but the foundations have got to go by the rules if you want your building to stand you got to be serious about the foundations now because of that foundations can be I mean, they can be kind of boring. I mean, how often do we notice foundations? Right, there's nothing exciting about foundations. I mean, if you were to go and do a tour of all the great buildings of Europe to admire the architecture, you'd probably spend very, very little time looking at the foundations. And you're not going to come back and tell your friends, oh man, we went to this beautiful cathedral in Italy. Oh, it had flying buttresses, it had vaulted ceilings, it had decorative friezes. Oh, and well, you should have seen the foundation. It was nice. I've got like 50 pictures of the foundation alone. It was a perfect 90 degree angle. It was great. When you show someone a new house, do you ever look at the foundation? We invite friends over to your new house. Hey, look. Here's the master bedroom. Here's the kitchen. Here is the greenhouse. Oh, well, grab your flashlights. We're going to go into the crawl space so you can look at the foundation. It is awesome. You'll love it. It's strong and it's stable. Oh, yeah, it's built a brick. You'll like it. My favorite part of the house. Now, it may be boring. Foundations, yes, yes, they're boring. But you can't build anything without a foundation. Now, the same accusation people make about foundations, people will make about our religion sometimes. let say Christianity is dull it's boring you can't hardly ever do anything fun it's just a bunch of uptight people sitting around not enjoying their life at all and worse worse is everybody's the same like you got the same rules for everybody you've got to follow the same rules that you have to follow all across the world expecting us all to follow the same rules where's there room for us to be ourselves right there's no pizzazz no personality None of that to our faith. And Jesus actually says that. He says, you've got to follow these rules. What I read to you today comes at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And that's what he says. Hear these words of mine and do them. Not optional. Not for some of you. Everyone. Everyone who hears these words and does them will be like a man who built his house on the rock. There's there's no option in it. Not some of the words, he says all of my words. Of course, he does mean everything he says, and specifically, he's talking about the Sermon on the Mount. These long lists—it's not really a list, but it's just a clarification of the rules that God has had given Israel, and he's, he, he's he's defining them a little bit deeper and telling them how they can live this life according to the law of God in the fullness of righteousness. And yeah, they're the same rules for everybody. The same rules. And i got to tell you, they really don't sound that exciting or fun. I mean, let's give a little, little, little survey of what he says on Sermon on the Mount. You can't pursue money too much. You can't be too ambitious. I mean, that rules a lot of the world out already. You have to love your enemies. You have to forgive people instead of fighting back against them. That rules almost everybody on Facebook out, right? <laughs> you can't judge people no matter how crazy they are. What kind of crazy ideas they've got in their heads you can't lust after pretty girls you can't stay mad at somebody who wrongs you you've got to be charitable and give and you can't even tell anybody about it you have to do it in secret do unto others as you would have them do unto you and then all this stuff about purity and holiness very boring way to live I mean, at best we'll say, this is nice, okay? It's nice, but it's not exciting. This is not the kind of stuff that's going to have you jumping out of bed in the morning. You know? All right, guys, we're going to be holy today. Let's go. Who wants to resist temptation? Yes. All right. Come on, guys. We're going to go find some people to forgive. Can we forgive you? We want to forgive you. We just want to forgive people. We're going to be kind and loving. That's what, that's what drives me in the morning getting up, being kind, and loving. I mean, okay, it's not that exciting. And the world sometimes looks at us and thinks that we're not exciting people because of it, all following the same rules, just sitting around drinking tea, staring at the grass, while the world out there is just having a grand old time. That's what Jesus said. Hear and do these words, everyone, all my words, And your house will be like the rock. It will be a strong house. When the wind blows, it will stand. Of course, what Jesus is talking about is foundations. To hear these words of mine, and they will be for you a foundation. A sure and certain and strong foundation in your life. And yeah, it may not seem exciting. It may even seem boring and repetitive and the same for everybody. But foundations... They always seem that way. Foundations by their very nature are not exciting. But you know what's great about a boring foundation? You know what is the greatest thing about a boring foundation? Is it strong? It does exactly what a foundation is supposed to do. And you know what I love about a good, boring, old foundation? You can build anything on You can build whatever you want as long as that foundation is strong. And Jesus tells us today, he says, these words are a foundation. His words are a rock. That's the word he uses. And in using that word, that his his words are a rock, he's he's saying something very familiar to the Israelites. To all all of his, his Jewish audience. He's saying something they would recognize because God has always told his people that he is their rock. Going all the way back to the founding of the law in the book of Deuteronomy, he calls himself the rock over and over again. And he says it in different ways. I am the rock of your salvation. I am a rock of protection. I am the rock of refuge. I am your rock of safety. I am the rock that you can come to amidst the storms of life. And that's what Jesus reminds us of. That's what he calls to mind, this foundation stone on which we can build our life. And for us, Christ himself is that rock. He is our foundation stone. But if we would make him our rock, that means we have to believe and trust in him. See, whatever you make, put your faith in. That's the foundation for your life. And we all have a foundation for our life. Whether you realize it or not, whether you're conscious of it or not, you've got a foundation for your life. That is the rule that you trust to guide your life. Whatever it is you believe in, whatever it is that you want to guide you and to direct you and to give you meaning and purpose and to inform you about how to live and to what to do, that is your foundation. And you've got one. We all have one. But Jesus says, if you want to make me your foundation, if you want to make me your rock, then hear my words, all of my words, and do them. And then put your trust in me. Put your faith in me for you to found your life upon. Believe what I say. Do what I say. Follow these rules for our life. Let them give you your guidance and direction. If you make that foundation that's what we build the rest of our life upon. To make Jesus your rock to make him your foundation means you believe in him. It means you trust him enough that when you hear his words, you read his words, we obey. And yeah, it may not seem like advice for the most exciting life in the world. The foundations aren't supposed to be exciting. They're supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be strong enough that you can build anything on top of it. You know, there are other foundations you can choose. It doesn't have to be the rock. You can choose whatever foundation you like. Anything that you choose to believe and guide your life, that becomes your foundation. There are a lot of philosophies out there. There are a lot of religions out there. There are a lot of ways to live your life and to build your foundation, and you get to choose which one you build yours on. The most popular one today is what I call the religion of the self. It's a believing in yourself. And you get to make your own rules. And the, and the rules and guidelines for this are really quite simple. You've probably heard it a lot. Follow your desires. It's one of the rules of, of the self-religion. Believe in yourself. right? It's a, it's a religion of self-interest, ambition, of following whatever makes you happy. It's a, a foundation where you believe that it's your job to rise to the top. You're looking out for number one. If you believe it, You can achieve it. It's a philosophy and outlook that says that you don't take any garbage or smack from anybody. If you do me wrong, I'm going to do you worse, times 10. Religion of a self is a foundation that says you get to make your own truth. You get to pick. It's your truth. You get to make your own right and wrong. Religion of a self is a foundation that says I'm the main character this is my story or perhaps one of my favorites this is my world and you're just living in it I mean it sounds fun it sounds great it sounds very tempting but foundations aren't supposed to be fun foundations are supposed to be strong and Jesus says if you follow after any of these foundations As in if you hear these words of mine and don't do them Then you're building a foundation of sand And he doesn't leave a lot of gray area here He doesn't leave a lot of room for a really good third option There's two options it's either the rock or it's the sand And if it's the words of Christ you hear and do them that's the rock If it's anything else it's the sand Any philosophy any religion whether it be Islam or Buddhism or Confucianism Or or just this religion of the self that we love so much they're all sand because there's only one rock that's the foundation of Christ and everything else is sand and understood like that why would you know, why would anybody pick sand but it is tempting the foundation looks very exciting you see with sand you can make it into anything you want I mean you have owned to bid to the beach You've all made sand into whatever it is. You can make little faces in the sand. You can make sand castles. You can dig little moats. You can draw any kind of nice little art or swirls you want in the sand. And that's the great temptation of making your foundation on sand. This foundation of the self. Said, Look, whatever you want, you can be. I'll let you make it whatever, whatever it is that you like. You can stand out. You can be different. You can be unique in this crowd. Make your foundation whatever you like. Now, that's the temptation. Of course, it has one major flaw. It's weak. And for a foundation, that itself is a fatal flaw because when the storms of life come, Jesus said, when the winds blow and the storm beats against it, and and, and those storms are just, they're the storms of life. The storms of life. You know, disappointment, pain, heartache, sickness, grief, any kind of trouble in life. Those are the storms Jesus was talking about. And any house built on that foundation, that religion of the self. When the storm comes, it sinks and it falls. The foundation of the self, however you made it, when the storm comes, will fall. We've all seen what happens to our sandcastles when the tide comes in. Just one wave and it's gone. And in life, my friends, the storm always comes. You know what's great about a strong foundation? A boring foundation? You can build anything on it. I mean, really, you can build whatever you want, let your imagination run wild. If you get a good foundation you can build anything on it you want a two-story house build a two-story house one-story house you can build that too you want a ranch a Cape Cod Victorian neo-gothic all of those styles and more you want that build it if you got a good foundation you want a tall tower build a tall tower all the way up into the sky you can build a Viking longhouse if you want to buy a, build a Viking longhouse. A castle, a palace, a cathedral, a tiny one-room hut. You can build them all if you've got a good foundation. You can make it look however you want. You can have tall walls. You can have a thousand windows. You can have a spiral staircase going somewhere or going nowhere. You can have a grand marble portico, a solarium, an observatory. You name it. You can have it. You know why? strong foundation. With a strong foundation, you can build anything on top of it. And of course, I'm talking about architecture, but the analogy serves for life as well. You have a strong foundation. You have your foundation that's grounded in the faith of Jesus Christ. As in, you hear His words, and you do them, and you make them the rule of your life. You can build anything on top of that. Anything at all. Because your foundation is strong, you can be an athlete or an actor. You can be a musician or a teacher, an accountant or a lawyer. You can go into business. You can be a banker, an investor. And you can have a good life out of all those because your foundation is strong. Because your foundation is strong, you can have all measures of success in life. You can be famous and rich and still have a holy life because you're built on a foundation. You can be poor and obscure and still have a good and joyful life because you're built on a foundation. You can live in a mansion or a tiny one-room cell and have all the purpose that God has given us because you've lived and you've built your life on a foundation. And it doesn't matter if you're a thinker and a dreamer or an explorer or just a farmer, a builder, or just a mother or father. You can all live wonderful lives and diverse lives because you're built on a strong foundation. You can find joy and satisfaction in many kinds of living, many kinds of living, but only if you build right. Only if you build on a strong foundation. Hear the words of Christ. Do the words of Christ. Your life will be built on the rock. And from there, you can build anything. You can really build anything, but only if you let him be your rock. And best of all, when the storms of life come, and in life the storms always come, your house will stand. Your life will remain and weather anything that life throws out on it. You build your house on the rock, and it will stand. You'll weather every single disaster life throws at you, every turmoil that can come at you, every trouble that rises itself up to attack you. Even death itself cannot destroy your life if it's built on the rock. Yeah, the foundations of Christian life may seem boring to the world, Maybe the same rule for everybody, but and I'll give you that. So be it. It's boring. Fun. But it's not built for fun. It's built for strength. It's built to last. And when all the flashier lifestyles come crashing into the storm, yours will be left standing. Build your life on the rock. And that is a building that will last Build your life on the rock and you are building for eternity. Build your life on the rock and you're building a place for God Himself to dwell. All things considered, it's the most exciting life to live. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.